Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Good morning, everyone. Let's get it going on this free holiday edition of the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up in the next three hours, what you may have missed last night in college basketball and the NBA as the chase for the NBA Cup continues. At 620, the brand new college football playoff rankings are out and have been released. We will take a closer look at those. Are we ever going to hit one of these show parlays? We are due, baby, and we'll give it another shot at 640. During the 7 o'clock hour, both our NFL and college football pick sixes come your way. Our survivor pool rolls on starting at 740. And finally, at 8 o'clock, our favorite plays for Thanksgiving Day in the National Football League. BetQL's Kate Constable joins the show at 820. Then it's our best bets and the dogster at 845. Chelsea, good morning. Good morning. I would like to state publicly for the record that I am 1000% dialed in today. I am not anxiously awaiting the Thanksgiving break that we are about to have and all the yummy pies that come along with it. Nope. It's fully focused today. Nobody can say differently. Oh man. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? Wake up at my normal time between three and four and I'll start handicapping just because. I'll just do it out of principle. I can see it on your face. We won't make one Thanksgiving Day reference. There won't be any turkey references on this show. No cranberry sauce, stuffing, gravy, cornbread, mmm, pies. No, we're not going to talk about any of that. Chelsea, in all honesty, it's going to be hard for me to focus. I mean, I'm joking around here. My mind right now is on having a drink in my hand at 9.05, and then after that, thinking about turkey. And then after that, thinking about another drink. And then after that, thinking about dressing. Everything I'm going to feast on because, man, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Do you remember when people used to have Facebook status updates? And I guess they still do, but it used to be very simplistic. Like mine today would be, Chelsea is thinking about turkey. Plain and simple. (laughs) Yes, that's about right. Well, were we a couple turkeys last night on our best bets? Tell me how you did. All right, so best bet was an easy winner. Tyrese Halliburton Mm -hmm. over 24 and a half against the Hawks. Good God, there were a lot of points in this game. It finished, what, 157 to 152? I think it was the highest total that we had in like three years or something. Ridiculous. And it went over, and Tyrese Halliburton, of course, was leading the way. He finished with 37 points, so an absolute smash spot for his points prop. Unfortunately, Trey Young was doing some scoring and not some assisting. You would think in a game (laughs) with over 300 total points that Trey Young, the point guard for the Atlanta Hawks, could deal out at least 11 dimes wasn't the case i lost that one he finished with a but at least tyrese halliburton i might have to get his jersey he has been doing me very right in some of these props yeah you've been riding that prop and he has been a winner for you i am so sick of the nba already (laughs) i I like basketball 
One bet. I have one bet <laughs> on the NBA. Of course, it was a loser. I told you guys yesterday, don't track me when it comes to the NBA. I like the bet. Thought it was the right side. Raptors, Magic, under 216. A loser, easy loser. Magic win 126-107. So I'm 0-1 in the association on the season. I think it's just because it's NBA Cup time. You know, once once we're out of this, then I'll be a better, better. We'll see about that. Donkster's having a good week. Oral Roberts, minus 10. That was a loser against Texas Southern because ORU won 65-63. But a couple of winners, even though he got real juicy. The Chalk Donkey is his name for a reason. UC Riverside Moneyline, minus 280 against Green Bay. Riverside wins it 74-68. And then Hofstra on the money line, minus 140 hosting Wright State. Hofstra wins that game 85-76. So for the week, Chelsea, you are 1-3. and three. I'm 2-3. and three, And the Donkster is 4-1. and one. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. We are getting ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow. We'll try and focus for the next three hours before we get to that. We start in college basketball. Because there was a huge upset yesterday in the Maui Invitational. Number four Marquette downs number one Kansas 73-59. Marquette was getting four points. They were minus 155 on the money line. Total set at 156 and a hook. The under hits. The Golden Eagles get 21 points, nine rebounds from Oso Igadaro, and lead for all but 22 seconds of this game. Lead by 10 at the half, by 17 with about seven minutes to play. And I don't know if you saw in the first half when things got really testy, Kevin McCuller, Kansas guard, hit a three-point shot, turns to the Marquette bench and smarts off, runs his mouth to Shaka Smart, the head coach of Marquette, who did not like that at all. So he races down the court. He has some words for McCuller. And then the coaches get involved, the players get involved, everyone had to be separated. That really put a charge into Marquette. So they advance, and they play number two Purdue in the finals. But this was not close. This was a blowout of Kansas. I think that's the more surprising thing, because Mm -hmm. Marquette's a pretty good team. This is their ranking, right? Not their seeding of the tournament, number four. So if you were the top team in the country and you lose to number four in the nation... I'm not sure how big of an upset it would be considered. Although, like I said, I think it's the blowout factor that was really shocking to people. Because once Kansas added Hunter Dickinson, it was all but written that Kansas was going to win everything. People were so shocked and, you know, surprised by him transferring to Kansas. And I know Kansas fans were over the moon. This is just proof that just because you have the best player or one of the best players in college basketball – that it's not going to guarantee you wins, and especially early on in the season. I think you have to be really careful leaning heavily on some of these big favorites, and I know they were only four-point favorites, but still, the top teams in the nation. I feel like there is not a single team that is not on upset alert early on in the season because it takes a while for these college basketball teams to find the rhythm, uh, work in new players from the transfer portal. So uh, I think that's my main takeaway here. Well, I think that's a very good takeaway. It's... We've always talked about this when it comes to college basketball. I just think there's better value on these smaller conferences, these smaller plays, because there's so many teams that play college basketball. The Donkster is a good example. I can't believe I'm using the Donkster as an example, but 
He wasn't playing those major games. He was playing sort of those mid-major conference games, and that's where you can really find some value. I mentioned Marquette advancing to play number two, Purdue. That's because the Boilers topped number seven, Tennessee, last night, 71-67. Purdue covers by the hook. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites. Purdue minus 165 on the money line at BetMGM, and the total set at 133 and a hook. The over hits. Fletcher Lawyer leads away, 27.6 boards. Zach Eady doing Zach Eady things. Drops a double-double, 23 points and 10 rebounds. So the Boilers closed the game on a 10-6 run in what was a very physical game. 52 fouls called between both sides, and the Boilers did not do a good job of hitting their free throws. Chelsea, I thought of you immediately. Purdue goes only 29 of 48 from the line. What are we doing here? Ooh, that had to be a tough one if you were on Purdue. But riddle me this. Mm -hmm. What kind of regular season will it take for Purdue for you to trust them in the tournament? Because I feel like they could sweep the board and win every single game. And I would still look at Matt Painter and say, this is still not a team that I trust when it comes to March Madness. So I'm interested to see how this regular season unfolds for them. And Mm -hmm. if they can truly gain back our trust that has been broken Time in and time out when it comes to those huge upsets in the month of March. The only thing I think of when it comes to Purdue is, hey, remember that time you got beat by that team who watched game film in the shower? That wasn't a very good <laughs> look, guys. So you are you're off the list for me. That's that's a perma ban. When that happens, you're off the list for at least a decade. The Vols. After the loss, we'll face Kansas in the third-place game in Maui. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Let's go to NBA Tuesday, Chelsea, where the Pacers topped the Hawks. You talked about this at the top of the show because you had a couple bets on this game. This was in Atlanta. Do we play defense anymore? What the hell is this score? No. Pacers went 157-152. <laughs> to 152. Pacers were getting three and a half points. They were plus 135 on the money line. The total set at 252 on a hook. If you liked the over in that game, and I did, it hit. Incredible. Tyrese Halliburton, 37 points, 16 assists, five boards. Buddy Heal drops 24, including a jumper that breaks a 152 all tie with less than a minute to play. And if there is one team that loves the NBA Cup, guess what? It is your Indiana Pacers, 3-0 in East Group A. They will advance to the in-season tournament quarterfinals. Congratulations to the Pacers. You're doing the thing. What an absolutely bonkers game. Because usually when we see a team score this many points, it's an absolute blowout. Mm -hmm. But this was actually a very close game that went down to the final minutes. But I got to do a little something for my dude, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. My God, 37 points, 16 assists, five rebounds. And I don't think he recorded a single foul in this game. What he is doing on the court is absolutely wild. And I know there was mm-hmm. a lot of players scoring a lot of points in this game. So maybe it takes away some of the shine. But still, he has been a one-man wrecking crew for the Indiana Pacers this year. And at some point, we've got to bring him up in the conversation of a top-tier NBA player because I think he's still on the outside looking in. But we'll see if this is just going to be a regular season stretch where the Pacers are playing absolute track meets with everybody. And, you know, that's the takeaway. Because I think there has been – I saw some stat on the Pacers and how there have been, like, three games – with totals that have like come close to 300 and uh, all three of them have involved the Pacers. 
So it's the Pacers, and this is not an anomaly. They have been playing wildly over games uh, because of their pace, because of their lack of defense, and because they have a lot of guys who are deadly from three and can really mm-hmm. fill up the box score. So that's the takeaway from the Pacers. I know it seems like a, a knee-jerk reaction, but always consider the over when it comes to the Pacers. Duh. Imagine if someone said, I tell you what, I'll give you a total of 300 and you can take the under, and you'd be like, yes, I'll take the under with the total set at 300, and you would have lost. You would have lost that bet. That's an all-star That's... game total. Yes. What was the total for the all-star game? Seriously. I, it's like 305. I, I don't even know what to say. 157 to 152, guys, just a little defense, just, you know, a steal from time to time, maybe a stop. And it was tied at 152. Holy Lord. That, that's incredible to me. Let's go to Philadelphia, where there was a little more defense played. Cavaliers stunned the Sixers, 122-119 in overtime. The Cavs were getting 8.5 points. They were plus 300 on the money line. Total set at 218 and a hook if Adam Jimmy overhits. What's amazing about this is that Cleveland wins this game outright, shorthanded, playing without mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, without Karis LeVert. They get 32 points and eight assists from Darius Garland. Jared Allen, 26 points, 13 boards. In fact, the Cavaliers get six players who score in double figures. They have now won four straight games. I did not see this coming. When I heard that Donovan Mitchell was going to be out and that spread crept towards the Sixers, as you might think, you would have thought, all right, I got this bad boy. Not so. Right, and put some respect on the NBA in-season tournament. We've had some great games, and I know if you don't like defense or if you do like defense, you didn't get any in that Hawks game, but this was a good one too. So I don't know if this makes a difference or if this is just a normal uh, coincidence because we do get overtime games and regular season games as well, but this was a good game. And like you said, it was really impressive that the Cavs had this type of fight in them even without their biggest piece in Donovan Mitchell. Uh, this was a stark contrast to the the flashing over that I did to the Hawks game. This one was much mm-hmm. slower pace. This one obviously went to overtime. That's why you kind of see a higher score here. But we expected some good defense from the Cavs. If you remember last year, they were one of the better defensive teams in the league. And maybe that's how they can keep it close with some of these best teams across the league. I also wanted to mention before we go to break, did you see the story came out a couple days ago where LaMelo Ball has to cover the LF tattoo behind his ear? So if you watch him play, there's a big spot behind his ear, and it's because you can't advertise on your body. And LF stands for La France, right? That's his, that is his clothing line. It's also his middle name. So he's been going back and forth with the NBA. The NBA says, you've got to cover up that too, that tattoo. And he says, well, it's my middle name. But the tattoo's initials, the L and F, are in a font that is the same as his clothing line. So for now, he has to cover that up, and they're working out some sort of agreement so maybe he won't have to. It's kind of a weird story. That sounds like something the NFL would do, right? Like, not the yeah. NBA. The NBA does all kinds of janky things. Like, did you see the courts last night? Like, come yeah. back to me when you have normal courts. <laughs> I did see that. Where was the turquoise court? And I was like, I don't even know what I'm watching right now. I got to stop. 
bagging on the NBA Cup. Or do I? Maybe I'll just continue it. Coming up next year on the show, the new college football playoff rankings have been released. We will look at the changes and if we like what we see. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. It is a daily tip for Becky all presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on a Wednesday. Come on back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. Double D, do your thing, baby. completely engaged in this show and to prove it coming up shortly the new top four in the college football playoff rankings we will get into that Chelsea I don't know if you saw Tom Brady or at least heard his podcast and he was talking this past week with CJ Stroud of course CJ Stroud went to Ohio State Tommy Brady went to Michigan and so Brady was sort of tongue-in-cheek making a bet with CJ Stroud and he said I'll tell you what if Ohio State wins, I'll give you one of my Super Bowl rings. And I was like, what? But then, this is when you knew he was joking. He goes, and then if Michigan wins, then you give me your youth and your agility. And I was like, okay, this isn't a real bet. So I guess it was a decent exchange. But when I saw the headlines, Tom Brady bet Super Bowl ring. I was like, he did? But he didn't actually do it. If I had a Super Bowl ring, if I had any ring of value like that for any championship, I would never, ever give that thing away. I wouldn't bet it on anything unless I was a degenerate gambler in Vegas and it was the last thing I had. And I said, all right, I'll take off the ring. Here you go. Put that in the pot. I'll bet that right there. Outside of that, I would never, ever, ever give up a Super Bowl ring. But every now and then, you will see this where some person needs the money or they feel like they weren't really a part of the team and they end up selling it, which is just crazy to me. I guess it's different if you're Tom Brady, but I would never do that. Thank God he wasn't actually giving away a Super Bowl. Then again, he has seven, so he's got plenty to spare. That was my first thought. Is like, must be nice to be able to pawn off one of your uh, many right. Super, Bowl, Super Bowl rings and not even miss it. But I don't know if they do this in football, but they definitely do this in baseball where when mm -hmm. they give you a World Series ring, you have to sign a contract that before you sell it, they have the opportunity to buy it from you for $1. It's like some crazy really? clause that kind of tries to make people not sell them. So like, I know people do it at pawn shops and stuff, but you're really yeah. not supposed to. And I think you can get in a lot of trouble. Every now and then I, I look at, there are championship ring sites and I've thought about buying a championship ring, not for myself, but as part of a collection, right? Whether it's trading cards, whatever you want to buy, invest in. And I've always looked for like old Texas championship rings. And you can find, you'd be surprised at how many, now, of course, they're very expensive, but you'd be surprised how many could be a, a medallion, 
could be a ring, some sort of jewelry involving a championship. Anything from the CFL to the NFL to college football to whatever it is, it's amazing the amount of memorabilia that is just sitting out there waiting to be bought. And they won't tell you, if you look at the ring, for example, they'll, they'll black out the name of the player until you buy it, and then obviously you get to see it. But it's, it's just a very interesting market to me that someone would give up something that is so hard-earned. Why would you even want to buy that? That's like going to the trophy store and buying yourself a trophy. Like, I guess mm -hmm. if you knew what player you were getting, it just, yeah. it seems weird to me. I feel like this is something that only has meaning if you actually earn it. And if it's yeah. actually you on the team, or at least you were part of the team in some regard, because I know they give out championship rings to some of the staff and some of the people who aren't just the players. But I don't know, it's kind of a weird look. But I'll tell you one thing about Tom Brady that keeps catching my eye every single time mm -hmm. man it's just me or his veneers massive like i cannot keep my eyes <laughs> off his teeth like do you watch him talk he almost looks like he's ai or something because the way his mouth moves and you can tell he has like veneers because it's changing uh -huh. the way that he speaks oh i've got to check that out i have not noticed tom brady's veneers that's something i did not They're expect massive. to say today Okay, I'll check that out. Interesting. Maybe he should give away one of his veneers instead of a Super Bowl ring. That's a better bet right there. Tommy, take those veneers off. And by the way, did you see yesterday, and I almost lost my mind when I saw this, where he was criticizing the NFL and saying that, you know, it's watered down right now. The scoring is down, which is true. But part of what he was saying is he has an issue with the NFL sort of calling all of these penalties and offensive players not being taught how to protect themselves because guys like Ronnie Lott or guys like Rodney Harrison or Ray Lewis would be fined for some of the hits that they would make today. And I thought, listen, you're not wrong about this in theory, but also when you played, was there a player more protected than you? So don't give us, exactly. I love Tom. Like I, there's nothing that I don't love about Tom or totally respect his career. However, don't play this revisionist history game. Like you wish the game were tougher when you play, because let me tell you something, buddy, go back and look at the seventies and eighties. No player was more protected when he played than you. So don't go back and act like, oh, it should be tougher. Like when I played, dude, come on. Yeah, I think a lot of us were shaking our heads saying, uh, do you remember how many calls you got? And do you remember right. how harshly you would be chewing out the referees if you didn't get a call? Like yeah. he got more calls than anybody. The star yes. players in the NFL, of course, get way more calls than anybody else. I forget which quarterback it was, but they were talking about, hey, like, I get it. I'm not getting the calls. I'm a rookie. I understand that. So it's real rich that Tom Brady is saying, oh, yeah, these guys need to be taking hits when he took absolutely none of them. And also, he's not playing the game right now. Do you think he would right. be saying this if he was still an active player? Probably not. No. And also, he mentioned Ronnie Lott. You didn't even play when Ronnie Lott played. So don't get it twisted. It's not like you played with Ronnie Lott one year, played for the Niners, one of the best safeties to ever play the game. One year... Ronnie Lott had a choice. Either get the tip of your finger amputated and keep playing or get it repaired and you're out for the season. And he said, take off the tip of my finger. That's the truth. And he played the rest of the season after having part of his finger amputated. You didn't play with Ronnie Lott or against him. Rodney Harris was on your own team. 
So he's mentioning guys they didn't even play against as part of his argument. I just thought it was sort of ridiculous. Well, let's check in on Tommy's Michigan Wolverines because they are number three in the current college football playoff rankings. Georgia is one. Ohio State is two. Again, Michigan three. The change, the big change, Washington at four, jumping Florida State. So the Seminoles dropped to five. Oregon is six. The mighty University of Texas is seven. And Alabama is eight. So if you're wondering why did Washington replace Florida State, is this about Jordan Travis being injured? And that was immediately addressed by Boo Corrigan, who is the selection committee chair. And he said, no, this has nothing to do with Travis being injured. This has everything to do with Washington beating a very good Oregon State club. And that's why we moved the Huskies ahead. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but that was the reason given. Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying it. Like, I'm yeah, pretty sure maybe <laughs> there were some other reasons thrown in there. But this is isn't this what happened to Tennessee last year? I know that they had that like wonky loss to like, I think it was South Carolina when they were like cruising. And then Hendon Hooker got hurt and everybody was like, okay, well, their chance is over. Uh, this is what happens when your star quarterback gets hurt. They don't want to put a team in the college football playoff that hinges on you know how much money they are making the committee's oh, yeah. not going to do this they want the best of the best in the college football playoff and more importantly the games that are going to garner the biggest audience so no they're not putting a team without jordan travis <laughs> in the college football playoff and to say anything other than that reason is kind of ridiculous i agree with you i cannot wait to see how this shakes out i'm already on board with the 12 team playoff Maybe it's too many, but this is a perfect argument for at least an 18 playoff. We're certainly going to get 12, but look at all of the teams with one loss or no losses. There are eight of them. Actually, there are nine of them. Louisville comes in at number 10 at 10 and one. Good on Mizzou. The Tigers are nine and two. They're number nine overall. Who would have guessed that? I, of course, am trying to find a path for Texas to make the top four, and I don't think I see it. I don't think I see it. Now, Ohio State and Michigan, one of those guys is going to get eliminated. Let me ask you this. Let's say Oregon. Well, no, I think I need Washington to win. I think Louisville will knock out Florida State. I think Jordan Travis being out is just such a loss for those guys. So I think Florida State goes down, but they're at five. Ohio State, Michigan, one of those guys goes down. Let me ask you this. I cannot be objective here, and I'm not. I'm not trying to push you towards an answer either way. I want your honest opinion. If, if Bama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, you've got Texas and Bama both sitting with one loss. So Bama will have had a huge win over Georgia, but Texas beat Bama early in the season. What do you do? I think they put Bama in. I don't even know if either of them... This is such a mind pretzel that I'm in right now. I know. Because look at Ohio State and Michigan. Even though one yeah. of those teams is going to lose, I'm not so sure that it knocks them out of the top four. So I think it's just the four spot that we're talking about, correct? Washington? Washington would have to lose. Because I don't think I'll Georgia's getting knocked out. If Michigan loses, they should be knocked out. They haven't played anyone. They played no one absolutely no one so if you lose to ohio state boom 
Now, you can make the case for Ohio State because Ohio State has had a tough schedule. So if they lose to Michigan and it's close, I can see the committee saying, all right, maybe we slide in Ohio State at four. They hung with Michigan. They played a very difficult schedule, maybe. But if Michigan loses and you keep the, who who has Michigan played? Who has Michigan played? No one. Penn State. Okay, great. Good for you. Who has Oregon played? Washington, they lost that game. Oregon is the Oregon is the one team that truly confounds me. They have not beaten a ranked team all season. This is when I think the eye test matters in college football, and you don't really look at the schedule and really go into the weeds and say, what has this team really done? Yes, they came close to beating Washington, the Ducks did, but they lost. Who else have they beaten that is a ranked team? The answer is zero. The difference is when you watch Oregon play and you watch Bo Nix, they put up a ton of points. They're fun to watch. They look explosive. They look like a team that could compete for the national title. They look like a team that could win the Pac-12 championship, but they haven't beaten anyone. So this is when, if you get into an Oregon versus Texas argument, I'm like, hey, Texas has, what, three or four wins in the top 25 this season? Oregon has none. But I think because Oregon has been blowing out teams, in the public's view, you say, oh, you got to put in the Ducks. And I kind of think that would happen, too. Well, remember when we used to complain about the computer-generated standings? And remember when it was the BCS? Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, God, this computer. We need the eye test involved in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So now we're getting that. I think this mm-hmm. is the biggest problem with college football is that no matter what system we have for determining the playoff and the teams that are involved, somebody's always going to be unhappy. And there's always going to be outlier years where it doesn't seem to be the perfect format. Uh, I remember back in the days of the BCS when we had the top two teams meeting, and then you had teams like, I think it was Auburn that had like Cadillac Williams or somebody who was undefeated and they didn't get to play for a national championship. So I don't mm-hmm. know what the fix is. But everybody loves complaining about the system, but nobody has, like, a good solution. Like, do you think if we expanded to, what did you say, a 12-team format? We're going to 12. Do you think that would solve uh, – do you think that's going to solve all of the problems? Or do you ever think there's going to be a 13-team uh, that has a beef there? No, I think at some point you got to draw the line. I think if you've right. got 12 teams in, and that's plenty – I would say eight is probably enough. You want to go 12, fine. They're going 12. But at this point, once you start getting to 10, 11, 12, then you're getting into teams that don't really have a true argument. You're getting teams that might be like, hey, look at us. We had that one time we hung with this team and we looked pretty good. And remember that blow up? But once you get past the top 10, it's really hard to put together a resume where you can make an argument. Like if you're against Texas, like obviously I'm pro Texas and you say, well, this is why I don't think Texas can get in. You can kind of make that argument for sure. There's no question about it. I accept that. But when you get to like 11 and 12 or 13 is the 13th team in the rankings going to say, let me give you our resume. No, I just don't think it's going to work out. So I think they're going to be fine with 12. 
I think they will still try. Like, remember what UCF did? Like, they kept saying they were national champions. So, like, people will do it. I don't think it will be warranted. But here's a question. I believe you, and I agree with you on Michigan, but I don't think that's the way the committee thinks. I think they will give Michigan the benefit of the doubt. You know, that's an interesting question. Because of the whole cheating scandal, I think that's going to – they might boot Michigan out just because of that and say, look – Good on you, but also you've been cheating, so you're gone. I wonder about that, too. Coming up next, Double D is it if you parlays this season. Now it's time for all of us to do it. We're going to give our show parlay another shot next on The Daily Tip. Rebecca UL presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. It is the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Coming up in just a couple minutes, let's win some money so we can blow it immediately on Black Friday. That's when we put together our weekly <laughs> show parlay. That's what I plan on doing. Oh, I got the the chat from Catherine last night, the lovely Catherine. It wasn't a bad thing, but she sits down and I was like, what is it? She goes, I think we should do a lot of shopping on Black Friday, buy some stuff for the house. I said, all right, honey, we'll do it. Are you a big Black Friday person? Now, we're not going to go stand in the mall and wait in line. I will never do that. I'm talking about finding some deals online and saying, oh, we need a piece of furniture or we could use this. We can save 25%. Let's do that. No way am I going to go get a sleeping bag and hang out with some strangers outside of Best Buy so I can save 50 bucks on a TV. Forget it. Are you a huge Black Friday person? No, it's psychotic. Why would you do this to save $50? Like, I would rather pay myself $50 to sleep in my own bed. That makes more sense to me than camping out outside of a store. I get it. I think Black Friday is the most valuable when you are buying those big-name electronics. Even though I feel like TVs aren't quite as expensive as they used to be, like, you can get a pretty good one for a decent amount. Yeah. Like TVs used to be like crazy expensive because the technology wasn't that great and they were massive. Now you can get these real like thin ones for actually good deals. So if you're buying stuff for the house, I do think it's a good time because if you can save normally, if it's like 10% off, you're like, okay, whatever. But if you're spending over like a thousand dollars on something, Mm -hmm. clearly that is a good chunk of change. So I think that is the one instance in which you do try to find some deals for Black Friday. Oh, here's a deal that I've been seeing on my phone because of you. I swear to God, this is, I'm always looking for reasons to prove that your phone is listening and it's hard to find definitive proof sometimes. Remember, what was it? Early in the week or last week, you were trying that acid-free coffee. Remember that? Guess what I get ads for all the time on Instagram? Acid-free coffee. (sighs) I have never, ever ever search for that on my phone why would i um texas football oh no 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 no! i'll do that later acid free cough no i'm never doing that that's so dumb that is directly because you and i had a conversation on the air my phone is right here and it has been listening and that kind of freaked me out yesterday i I, i'm not really surprised but that was so specific that 
that's all the proof I need. If, if you were ever wondering before, if your phone is listening, oh, it's always listening. You suck. I, you're not getting my DNA. You, know, you got everything, but you're not getting my DNA. Forget it. Forget it. It's the one thing you're not getting from me, buddy. Well, the problem is we were talking about how bad it was and how bad it tasted. Yeah. So algorithm, mm -hmm. you need to be a little better. Sometimes you got yeah. some great hits. Because sometimes I see the the targeted ads on my computer and my phone. I'm like, nice job, algorithm. I actually like this. I'm going to click on it. Yeah. But other times it's like, okay, I was talking about how bad this was. So that's a swing and a miss there, algorithm. But speaking of coffee, I have another Chelsea coffee update. I have the new oh. Starbucks peppermint mocha, and it is oh. a seasonal delight that I am absolutely enjoying right now. Oh, well, Chelsea, congratulations. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm not even going to say the name. Actually, I will. I hope you're enjoying your new Starbucks coffee. What is it? Peppermint? Do you like that peppermint? You freak. I'm not talking to you. Sorry, I'm talking to my phone. <laughs> I'm talking to my phone. If everyone wonders, wow, he's being so mean to Chelsea. No, I'm yelling at my phone. It's not you. So we'll see if that happens probably later on today, and I'll send you a screenshot. All right, it's time to do it. I I was looking at this earlier. We have not won a show parlay all year, but I think this is the week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to start with Maddie. Let me tell you something. Matt's the glue here, all right? If you're wondering how we get all this stuff together, it's Matt doing work. Okay, Matt, tell us your winner this week. Love this pick. Love this pick. This glue guy is going to go with a slightly alternate spread. <laughs> glue guy. Oregon. Uh, I'm going to play this up to 14. I think Oregon, to your point last segment, Jenks, I just think they – I just don't think they're as good as Washington. And if Washington yeah. can beat Oregon State in Corvallis by only two points, I think Oregon State can go into Oregon in the Civil War and keep it relatively close. Maybe an outright win, but I'll play the two-touchdown spread instead. Let's do it. Love it. Double D, you big old bear, you big old tub of love. Let me tell you something. I like this pick as well. And you are going to the Sunshine State. Well, in honor of my uncle, it's great to be a Florida Gator. Yeah, it's great. I hate that song. I hate it. But I am taking Florida this week. Uh, I think the loss of Ford, Travis Ford, is going to be huge for uh, Florida State. They're not playing North Alabama. So, and they're in the swamp. This game is notoriously close no matter what. The, yeah. the rankings are six and a half seems like a pretty big number to me, especially for it being in the swamp. So I'm leaning on Florida yeah. plus six and a half. Okay. Now we're going to college hoops and we bring in our executive producer, Bill Roland. I am now just now starting to follow college basketball. Bill, by the way, is the play-by-play -play voice of George Mason. Yes. So, you know, college basketball as much as anyone where are you going. Uh, I just figure if we're going to ruin the parlay, why not get it done by 2.30 this afternoon? <laughs> yeah. This is a tip-off. Ba battle for Atlantis. Uh, Carolina taking on Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa has one win against something called Loris. I don't know what that is, but they won 90-50. to 50. It's their only win. They lost to North Texas. They lost to South Florida. This is 11-and-a-half, but... Mono Baycott, R.J. Davis, they've kind of gotten rid of that hangover from last year when they didn't even make the tournament. 
when they entered as the number one team yeah. in the country. 11 and a half, I think, is a little bit too short. I think they win this thing going away. They've been on a roll lately. Let's lay the 11 and a half of the Tar Heels. And if it hits, great. We yeah. can go to the weekend. If it doesn't, we can forget all about the parlay. You don't yeah. have to pay attention to it. Ooh, I think Loris is a new Toyota SUV. <laughs> is that Toyota Loris. <laughs> Check it out now at a Toyota dealer near you. I've never heard of that. Toyota Thon. Toyota Thon. Get a new Loris on Black Friday. <laughs> All right, Chelsea. This is another pick I like. I'm telling you, this parlay is going to hit. I'm not afraid of jinxing it. You're going to the NFL. What do you got? Yeah, let's root for points in the Jags and the Texans game. Two young quarterbacks, two defenses that can't defend the pass. Texans giving up the eighth most pass yards. The Jags giving up the fourth most pass yards. I'm going to take the over 48 between Houston and Jacksonville. Uh, if you look at C.J. Stroud and that offense, we all know that they have been doing big things. And also, I think you're getting a much better number here on the Texans, or excuse me, on the Jags, because they've been mm -hmm. playing a ton of under teams. They've played the Niners, the Steelers, the Saints, and the Bills. This is a much easier defensive matchup for the Jags than any of those teams. Uh, so I think we see a lot of points in this one. I think it goes similar to that Bengals and Texans game that we saw between two great quarterbacks and a lot of points. That one ended 30 to 27. I am seeing a similar result between the Texans and the Jags this weekend. Let's hit the over 48. All right. I'm going to wrap things up here. And then we're going to ask who's going to ruin this thing for us. I think I'm going to get some blowback for this. I'm going Broncos money line in Denver, hosting the Browns. It's minus 135. Please hear me out here. Look, I understand the Browns have a great defense, but so do the Broncos. And yes, Russell Wilson is not the Russell Wilson that we saw in Seattle, but he has quietly been pretty efficient this season. Go look up his statistics. Surprisingly good. This is in the Mile High City. The Browns defense, as good as it is, they give up an average of like 30 points on the road. They're so much better in Cleveland than they are on the road. And Denver has won four straight. So I'm just going to take the Broncos on the money line to keep this winning streak going. Dorian Thompson Robinson looked pretty good last week, but facing this Broncos defense on the road is a much different animal. Give me Denver at home. A $25 bet. Pays $508, total odds just a little more than 20 to 1. So who ruins this parlay for us? Is it me? I'm I like your all pick, right, Are Jenks? we all speaking at once? Jenks, I love your pick. All right, here's the case against the Broncos. And somebody okay. had to do it, Jenks. And I think I you knew this was coming. I think I the only argument is that the Broncos have been playing in so many close games. If you look at their last four wins... Three of them have been coming by two points or fewer. So usually in the NFL, the pendulum swings both ways. I don't think they get blown out here, but I do think there is a chance that the magic runs out for the Broncos. Although I would definitely go with you on the Broncos. I'm just saying that's the sabotage factor here. That's fair. Double D. I love your pick, Jenks. I'll take Russell Wilson over. Do you? I'll take Russell Teacher's Wilson. Pet. That's right. <laughs> I am. I will That's right. bow down. I love to, your pick, Jenks. I, I just think Double Russell D, Wilson. Extra points. I think Russell Wilson's <laughs> better than DTR. I really do. DTR, yeah, too. he had a okay game. The only reason anybody's saying exactly. that it's a good game is because he let him down the field in the fourth quarter for a game-winning field goal. That's it. 
It wasn't right. spectacular. It wasn't even good, if you really want to be honest about it. He's going up against another really tough defense. And like you said, Cleveland's defense is different at home and away. They're two different defenses. Totally different. So, I, yeah, I like that pick. I'll defend you, Jenks. Thank you, Double D. You're even though, even though you've like come after me. Class, that messenger girl. Even though you've come after me (laughs) pretty much every single time we've done this. I feel like we went three and two last week. So I like this because it's not a crazy parlay. I feel like this is right in the sweet spot where, look, it's hard to hit a parlay, right? 20 to one is 20 to one, a little more than 20 to one. But it's not something crazy like 175 to one where we would have to have some sort of miracle here. This is a possibility. I am absolutely playing this. I don't play our parlays every week, but this is one I'm on. One more thing. Can we play plus seven for Florida instead of six and a half? At least get ourselves a push. If it lands seven, I'm going to do that. I'd appreciate you raising your hand before you speak next time, Miss Messenger. You can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up next on the show. Hey, just because it's a holiday week doesn't mean we're skimping on our favorite plays in college football on the NFL. Pick six in hour two. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Come on back. For more, listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.